This is your Times Daily World Briefing on Wednesday the 9th of March. I'm Steve Forbes. And I'm Christian Smith. Fresh efforts are being made to free Ukrainian civilians during another Russian ceasefire. Finally, there is some progress after the negotiations, after the influence of the international community. And America rejects Poland's offer of 28 fighter jets to help in the conflict. The Poles seem to have got cold feet about uh, giving them directly uh, to the Ukrainians. They decided they would simply pass them to the Americans and let the Americans do the job. Uh, The Americans clearly believe that this would be perhaps a step too far. Times of London Daily World Briefing. Ukraine woke once again to the sound of air raid sirens as Russian troops encircle cities, besieging some where people are desperate to escape. But after days of broken ceasefires, Ukrainian authorities have announced the first successful mass evacuation of the war, with around 5,000 people being successfully evacuated from the besieged city of Sumy in Ukraine's northeast, near the Russian border. Advisor to Ukraine's Deputy Prime Minister Svetlana Zalashuk said that Ukraine has been fighting for these corridors for many days. Finally, there is some progress after the negotiations, after the influence of the international community, after the talks of some international leaders with Putin directly. And some people at the moment are leaving those immediate epicenters of of horrors. Let's hope that uh, it will continue like this. But it has to be said that not all of the towns at the moment uh, have these green corridors. But it comes as the city continues to mourn civilian deaths after details emerged of a Russian airstrike on Monday that killed 22 people, including three children in a residential area. Meanwhile, civilian evacuations continue to run into problems in other parts of the country. In Mariupol, Ukraine's foreign ministry said Russian forces violated a ceasefire there. The port city has been cut off from food, water and power supplies for days now. Katerina Malafieva is reporting for The Times from Ukraine. She saw buses and trucks being sent to help, repeatedly having to turn back. We waited with this convoy for two hours. Uh, there was a fighting on the, on the background, like we were, we were hearing intense um, shelling. And eventually, um, this convoy had to turn back and take another road. Russian state media claims evacuation routes have opened from five Ukrainian cities this morning to allow people to escape safely. In Kyiv, fears are growing that an all-out assault on the capital may begin in the next few days. The speculation comes as Russian Foreign Minister Sergei Lavrov is said to meet his Ukrainian counterpart Dmitry Kuleba in Turkey on Wednesday, the first time the pair have met since the start of the invasion. On Tuesday afternoon, Ukrainian President Volodymyr Zelensky became the first foreign leader to address the British House of Commons, as he spoke via video link to MPs invoking Winston Churchill and William Shakespeare. We will continue fighting for our land, whatever the cost. We will fight in the forests, in the fields, on the shores, in the streets. Ukraine's First Lady Elena Zelenska also released her first public statement on the war on Wednesday morning, condemning the invasion in a letter as mass murder. Her words have been voiced. Our women and children now live in bomb shelters and basements. You have most likely all seen these images from Kyiv and Kharkiv metro stations, where people lie on the floors with their children and pets trapped beneath. These are just consequences of war for some, 
but for Ukrainians, it is now a horrific reality. Volodymyr Zelensky has pleaded with the West to implement a no-fly zone over Ukraine and offer more air support, but there's been reluctance. On Tuesday, Poland had offered all of its fighter jets to the US so they could be passed on to help with the defence efforts in the conflict. Ukrainian pilots are trained to fly the MiG-29s, but Poland fears that supplying the jets directly to Ukraine might be seen by Russia as participating in the war, leading to retaliation and a wider European conflict. Poland had hoped to avoid this threat by providing the jets to the United States first, but the United States has rejected the proposal as it's also concerned that it would be seen as stepping into the war. Lieutenant General H.R. McMaster was President Trump's national security advisor and has told Times Radio that he opposed this approach. We're in a situation now where Russia is committing mass murder of innocent civilians in, in cities. So I mean, how, how can we just stand by and watch that happen uh, and not give the Ukrainians everything that we can give them to defend themselves? And I think what's important is to, is to focus on the objective. The objective is to contest the airspace. You can do that from the air, but you can also do that from the ground. Ina Sovson, member of Ukrainian parliament, has told Times Radio this is a very strange decision. Any delays are actually resulting in human death here in Ukraine. Uh, one day delay does lead to five children's death here in Ukraine. So I really wish that uh, the Poles and the United States did strike a deal faster and then just decided to how exactly they want to transfer those jets that we were begging for for two weeks now to the Ukrainian pilots. Jonathan Marcus is a defence and diplomatic specialist and has told Times Radio that the impact of the jets may not have been so significant but were more of a symbolic marker of Poland's stance. The Poles seem to have got cold feet about uh, giving them directly uh, to the Ukrainians. They decided they would simply pass them to the Americans and let the Americans do the job. Uh, the Americans clearly believe that this would be perhaps a step too far. Times of London Daily World Briefing. As the economic response to the Russian invasion of Ukraine continues to grow, the US and the UK have announced that they will ban the imports of Russian oil, and the EU will also end its reliance on Russian gas. In his latest speech, US President Joe Biden said that defending freedom would have a cost. Ukraine will never be a victory for Putin. Putin may be able to take a city, but he'll never be able to hold the country. And if we do not respond to Putin's assault on global peace and stability today, the cost of freedom and to the American people will be even greater tomorrow. Ukraine's President Zelensky has thanked his American counterpart, adding that it would strike at the heart of Putin's war machine. However, Dr. Adi Imsirovich, a senior research fellow at the Oxford Institute for Energy Studies, told Times Radio that the impact this will have on Russia will be quite small. The United States consumes about 21 million barrels of crude every day. Only about half a million comes from Russia. In terms of UK... It's a little bit more out of about 1.2 million every day that we consume in this country. We're actually quite self-sufficient, so we uh, import only about 10%. Energy exports are a vital source of revenue for Russia, as the world's third biggest oil producer behind Saudi Arabia and the United States. But the move is also likely to impact Western consumers and poorer nations. 
The conflict has already sent fuel prices to record highs in the US and the UK, and experts warn they could go even higher. Before the measures were announced, Russia warned of catastrophic consequences for the global economy and said it might close its main gas pipeline to Europe. Major brands have meanwhile continued to pull out of Russia, with McDonald's, Coca-Cola, Starbucks and Universal Music the latest to leave. Oil and energy are not the only things now in shorter supply across parts of the globe. For Ukrainians, the past two weeks have been about staying safe under fire, but with the conflict showing no signs of stopping, a growing problem is now food shortages. Abira Tefa works for the UN World Food Programme in Poland. They're working to supply cities in Ukraine with urgent rations. She's told Times Radio they're in a race against time to prevent innocent civilians from starving. An issue that we see in many conflict areas where when you have a, 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 you know, a hot spot of the conflict, then a lot of negotiations have to happen to get food inside. But we will definitely concern about the situation and we have the food ready. We just need to get this moment to get it in. But it's not just Ukraine feeling the effects. The ripple is causing waves in Lebanon. With bread a staple part of the Lebanese diet, the country depends on Russia and Ukraine for up to 60% of its wheat imports. Now the government there has announced food rationing to limit grain use and maintain bread supplies. Leila Malana Allen is a special correspondent for PBS in Lebanon and has told Times Radio there is just a month's worth of grain left in the country and concern amongst the people is growing. There was one more shipment that came in just a couple of days ago from Ukraine and that's the last one they think they're going to get. Lebanon is so dependent on Ukraine. 81% of its wheat imports came from Ukraine in 2020 and the other 15% came from Russia. Times of London Daily World Briefing. That's the latest information we have on the war in Ukraine on Wednesday the 9th of March. We will bring you a roundup of what's happening every day on the Times Daily World Briefing. Before we finish though, we had to mention this. It's one of the most infamous ships of all time lost to the depths beneath the Antarctic ice until now. Endurance, the ship that explorer Ernest Shackleton lost in 1915 on his ill-fated expedition across Antarctica, has been found 3,000 metres under the ice. Remarkably preserved in the cold water, even the ship's gold nameplate is visible. The wreck is a designated monument under the International Antarctic Treaty, and so will not be disturbed in any way. And that's your Times Daily World Briefing for Wednesday the 9th of March. This podcast from the Times of London is brought to you in partnership with Google Podcasts. Subtle results, still you, but with fewer lines. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, is a prescription medicine used to temporarily make moderate to severe frown lines, crow's feet, and forehead lines look better in adults. Effects of Botox Cosmetic may spread hours to weeks after injection, causing serious symptoms. Alert your doctor right away as difficulty swallowing, speaking, breathing, eye problems, or muscle weakness may be a sign of a life-threatening condition. Patients with these conditions before injection are at highest risk. Don't receive Botox Cosmetic if you have a skin infection. Side effects may include allergic reactions, injection site pain, headache, eyebrow and eyelid drooping, and eyelid swelling. Allergic reactions can include rash, welts, asthma symptoms, and dizziness. Tell your doctor about medical history, muscle or nerve conditions including ALS or Lou Gehrig's disease, myasthenia 
gravis or Lambert-Eden syndrome and medications, including botulinum toxins, as these may increase the risk of serious side effects. For full safety information, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. See for yourself at BotoxCosmetic.com.